Drums, please. Hi, my name is Michael. I just had a profiling session with CNotes and I really loved it. Uh, I actually have been struggling for a long time, hesitating between INTP and INFP. So getting an expert point of view from outside was critical for me. Uh, I really felt in good hands. Uh, I was able to get rid of any doubts I had, I was able to ask any questions and that was really a game changer for me. Uh, overall, I'm really happy with how the session was set up and very happy with the results as well. So I highly recommend working with him um, and I want to, to thank him again. It was totally worth it. Sign up for your own one-on-one -on -one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today. Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is all about personal empowerment and helping you unlock your potential. This episode is a little bit more of a personal um, log kind of thing, uh, only because it's been a little while since I've put out an episode. It's probably been about a week, but I haven't been in a good mental recording space. I am recovering from uh, a personal manic spike last week. And, um, also the, you know, there's a lot of crazy in the world. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of emotions swirling and it's very distracting. It's very hard to focus. It's very hard to get things done. So I'm giving myself space to breathe. Well, this episode is going to be short in that I want to talk about finding joy in this shit show of a year. <laughs> and, uh, this is like, a some thoughts around, um, something I want to build. I want to build a webinar, uh, basically something that I can bring together some tangible ways in which you and I can both find more joy amidst difficult times. And this year has been, like, I think unanimously uh, one of the worst on record in the last 20 years. Uh, last 100 years, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, depending on the timeline, I guess. Not 100 years. No, there's been stuff. But still, um, it's been rough for a lot of people. Rough for a lot of people in our lifetimes is really what I'm trying to say. And, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that we can be devoid of joy. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be searching for it. Doesn't mean we shouldn't be cultivating it. But the challenge with today's world is that we are inundated with the emotion with everything that's happening that more than ever it's become a need for us to become more intentional about our joy intentional about seeking it cultivating it and surrounding ourselves with it so what i mean by joy joy is very different than happiness happiness is a uh, momentary feeling a state of being whereas joy is also that, but joy is something we can more so cultivate. I've talked about in the past how like thoughts or feelings 
are something that just kind of happen to us as a result of our environment. If I tell you to think about a pink elephant, you'll think about a pink elephant or what you feel about a pink elephant. Maybe you feel like it's it's cute and you get all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> and uh, it, it elicits those kinds of feelings. So thoughts and feelings, in, in my perspective at least, are things that we don't we can capture and release, but we don't necessarily create ourselves. And when we are sharing opinions, we are basically pulling from the thoughts and feelings that we've had so far. Like we can't create thoughts or feelings out of, out of nothing. They usually happen based on our environment, based on our reality, based on our experiences. So when I talk about cultivating joy, I talk about dressing up our environments, our circumstances to be able to elicit more joy in our lives. It could be as simple as dressing up our our rooms, our apartments, our homes, our garages, our cars, wherever we're spending a lot of our time in a way that cultivates more joy. So there's this book called Joyful, and I will put a link in the show notes to this. There's a book called Joyful that is about the curiosity of the author seeking what brings human beings joy asking questions, doing research, going from place to place, person to person. And it is an amazing book that helps you understand what brings us joy as human beings. And what can bring you joy individually may be personal, but there are some core principles that bring out joy in each of us. Like the idea of abundance, meaning like a jar of confetti or sprinkles it brings us a little bit of joy. I know a lot of people are like, I hate sprinkles. It's fine. I'm not talking about the idea of sprinkles specifically or confetti or uh, sparkles of any kind, but I'm talking about finding joy in something that has a lot of little things to it. Leaves on a tree. The dirt in the ground can sometimes be exciting. Sand. If you go to a local beach here in Rochester, uh, Lake Ontario, we have, uh, there's a lot of rocks on the beach and they're all different colors and they're all beautiful to look at and appreciate. It's very pleasing to the eye and very satisfying to the brain to see something like that in, in such cohesion. And a lot of people put stuff like that in their apartments on their coffee table. You might put a lot of marbles or, uh, something like that. Now that it's like Halloween you find like tiny skulls and you put them in your, in, on your kitchen table or something like that in a bowl and it's very um, pleasing. It's very satisfying to consider that as something in your environment. And that's not the only thing. There are all sorts of little things that we can dress our apartment up with or places with or our environment with that can elicit more joy in our lives. This includes uh, lighting, getting more natural light is usually something that brings more joy. Or if you have daylight light bulbs that can give you the adequate amount of daylight, you know, if you have a darker apartment, uh, during the day, then that definitely helps. So there are things like spheres and circles tend to bring us joy. You think of like a ball pit, like throwing a ball around something that's just like squishy. It's very satisfying, uh, stuff like that. And the, the point of identifying some of these things is that we get on a track in life. We get so focused on what is happening at large that to bring it back down to earth can be very difficult. 
And that doesn't mean you're ignoring the issues. It doesn't mean you're ignoring the stress. It doesn't mean you're bypassing, intellectualizing your stress. It means that these are tools that make dealing with this stuff easier. It's not about replacing the difficulty with joy. It's about bringing joy along for the ride so that you can, in a sense, start to lower the bar for what is acceptable as joyous in your life and really start to hold the paradox of joy and pain at the same time. Now, this is, if you're into personality types, and I've talked about personality types on this podcast and on my YouTube channel, being able to hold both joy and pain at the same time is not unique to any personality type. This is an idea that you can cultivate and bring with you anywhere that you go in any place. It may be a little bit harder for some people than others, or it may look a little bit different than some others. So if you're an FP or TJ in the Myers-Briggs system, you may need to cultivate that joy internally. It may be some things that, that you're using a different compass to figure out what brings you joy. It may be things that are a little bit more cute or fuzzy, you know, or emotionally relieving in that way. And for someone who's using introverted thinking uh, or extroverted feeling, as FJs and TPs will do in the Myers-Briggs system, you may consider things that are a little bit more um, uh, emotionally pleasing externally. So for me, I, I I tend to surround myself with with collections of video game things, uh, whether they're like posters or artwork or screenshots or figures or um, little tchotchkes like those things bring me joy because they're also in relationship to my past which is an introverted sensing thing so it's not necessarily tied to specific functions like I was just trying to say more so it's about if you understand your personality type a little bit you can start to think about what aspects of your personality bring joy. And it's usually about perception. I talked about decision-making. And decision-making is deciding, you know, which things you're going to put into your world. But it's really about making decisions based on what brings you the most joy in your perception. So that if you really enjoy, you know, if you're an NE person or SI person, there can be things from your past that you really appreciated and want to bring into your life. Like I said, with me, it's like comic books and video games and and things like that bring me the most joy in life. And if there are new things that I'm out in the world and I experience and I, and I take a moment to experience them and appreciate them, like the leaves on the trees moving while I'm sitting in my car and looking out at them right now, like there's minute details that I can notice and I can actually imagine that the tree has uh, a life force to it which it does have a life force to it but I mean like personification to it and you know it becomes just a more fun and joyful experience Uh, learning comedy and watching comedy is a good idea and I don't mean comedy like today's comedy where it's a lot of everyone's just uh, making lowbrow jokes about uh, the nonsense of the world. But I mean actual things that are disparate from what's happening in the world. Like whose line is it anyway that is taking, you know, props and, and making something fun out of it and not just something that's related to the big picture of the world, right? You, you're, it's okay to dissociate a little bit. It's totally fine uh, in the effort to find joy in your life. That is totally fine to find and cultivate joy. So, 
I, I want to pull back a little bit. There is a TED talk by Rob Bell who talks about accessing joy. And he is mostly asking people to lower the bar. That there are little things in our environment, and he's an ENTP, so he's going to lean into NE a little bit, his extroverted intuition. But what he's basically asking you to do is to notice more and to look around more. And part of what I want to cultivate in my kind of webinar series thing that I'm working on is I want to give you, you know, intentional things that you can look at, things that you can notice, and give you the opportunity as the audience member to workshop with me what are some of those things that bring you joy personally? You know, for me, something that can unanimously bring me joy is ska music. And I know a lot of people don't like ska, but I loved ska uh, from the early 2000s, late 90s, and some of the early 90s. Uh, I love listening to like old school New Doubt, uh, No Doubt, and um, uh, Save Ferris. I can put on a Save Ferris record, and like the second the horns come in, it's just pure joy. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it lights up my brain so much, but it does. So I lean into that, you know, and I have those things on reserve when I need them. So just as much as the negative, difficult feelings are valid, experiencing joy in difficult times is also valid. Experiencing all emotions at this difficult time is valid. I know a lot of people are dealing with guilt of maybe feeling like they're not experiencing loss as much as other people have, or that some of you are trying to sell your products or business, uh, doing business right now, services, in the midst of this pandemic and trying to eat and survive and put food on the table and fulfill your passions and goals. All of those things are still valid amidst all of this. You don't have to be less of a person to provide positive support. So it's important for you to be able to have all of those things at the same time. You know, I lost my brother this year. That's like, that's, that's a, that's like ripping my heart out and throwing it in a sewer. That is the most difficult thing in terms of personal pain that I've experienced in probably my entire life. And I still don't know what to do with it. I still am going to continue to process it and I don't know how to, to work through it, but I'm going to keep talking and keep doing the best that I can. And even amidst that, you know, I took some time, I regroup. And when I need to regroup, I give myself that forgiveness to do so. And when the intensity of the world gets too much, you're allowed to pull away. You are not vital to the system. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to be du direct and blunt when I say this. You are not vital to the cogs in, in the system. You have purpose. You have significance. But just as I'm asking you to hold the paradox of joy and pain, I'm asking you to hold the paradox of significance and insignificance at the same time. If you don't post a black square around Black Lives Matter and you're not constantly talking about uh, protests and, and uh, you know, people who have been hurt and killed and all of this stuff 24-7, it's still going to keep going. It's still fine. You don't have to be a part of it every single moment of every single day. You can still care about those things. You can still work towards those things. But you do not need to sacrifice your time and energy every moment of every day in order to face that, in order to support that, in order to know in your heart that you believe and support those things. So finding the balance in there is absolutely important. Because again, you are not significant in the 
cosmic cycle. It's going to keep going whether you exist or not. So it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to experience joy. It's okay to breathe. It's okay to sleep. It's okay to eat some food. It's okay to get the self-care that you need as your own individual personality or person or persona and regroup how you need to group to regroup ebb and flow how you need to ebb and flow now it's gonna vary from person to person life is demanding more or less of you depending on your circumstance and if you are someone who is constantly inundated and feeling the direct effects of some of the big social issues right now then that's an important part of your cause but being able to bring joy to that also uplifts And what I want to perpetuate, what I want to help with, to guide with, not just with social issues, not just with what's happening in terms of the pandemic or whatever, is that regardless of what we face, I want resilience to be an embodiment. I don't want it to be something that we just say to ourselves and keep pretending and do a fake it till you make it kind of thing and not actually get anywhere with it. Resilience involves it's it's like a braid of emotions it's like a uh, i think of like a cable that is a, a braided cable is stronger because there are multiple elements to it and if you are braiding together these feelings of pain with joy significance with insignificance and all of these different elements that you're experiencing that you're going to be stronger because you can be more malleable. You can bend, you can move, you can shape yourself to the circumstance that you're facing, that you're dealing with, and that, that, that I'm dealing with, you know? And the reason I'm doing this podcast this way instead of wanting to do it on video is that I just don't feel like I have the energy for it. I'm trying to put my energy in other places, and I'm trying to also, as an Enneagram 5, I'm trying to not tell myself that I have, in, like, finite energy. But... If I'm not going to be able to bring my best to a situation, then I'm just going to adapt and I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go do something else. Molly's not feeling well today. She's kind of experiencing a vertigo stress situation. So I'm out here. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to get things for her. I'm going to take care of her. That's what's going to bring me joy uh, to make sure she's okay. And in the midst of it, I'm going to listen to music. Probably after I'm done this, I'm going to put on some Save Ferris and feel that joy I was just talking about. Uh, when we get home later tonight, you know, I, I think the next episode of the Great British Baking Show is available, so I'll probably watch that. Those are little things that bring joy to life, and you're okay. It's okay to experience joy. You know, I think all emotions are valid, but continuing to wallow in in difficult emotions is not quite valid because you're continuing to make the choice to not honor the other emotions that may be coming from the situation which could bring joy in little elements right so if we are not experiencing joy naturally in the world because there are big things and good things happening at the moment then we have to deliberately search for it so take the time to really think about what is going to bring you joy i recommend picking up the book joyful it talks about uh, abundance harmony patterns, looking for colors in the world, looking for changing shapes, movement, energy, uh, things that are cute, things that are, you know, I'm not just talking about uh, babies, but, you know, like small versions of monsters or something like that, like little figures. I love that stuff. 
and just, uh, you know, if you have the opportunity and ability to go shopping and it's not going to bring you the most anxiety, just go to a store and walk around and look at all the cute things. You don't have to buy anything. Just look and walk around and look at stuff or go to a local spot within an hour, drive somewhere and, you know, social distance safeness, uh, go see some, some, some nature. Um, there may be stuff in your apartment that you haven't seen in a long time that you could explore. And, um, or maybe even things around the block, you know, go somewhere you haven't gone before. And if the world at large is not serving you, then you got to look small. So it's okay to look small. It's okay to, to not look, <laughs> look small, to look small, to look at small things, to notice the little important fun details of the world and allow yourself to feel those things. And uh, so for me, when I'm dealing with my hypomania and my, my cyclothymia, the biggest thing that's been helping me through that has been managing both my expectations of myself and my own self-judgment. So if I am just noticing how I feel and what I want to feel, instead of judging it, instead of saying like, I feel terrible, I can't get anything done today, uh, like I'm a horrible person, I, I don't work well enough, I'm lazy, and all of this internal self-judgment, you don't need any of that. That's not relevant. You know, unless it's like something that's going to push you <laughs> and actually be beneficial to you getting anything done, it, it, you don't have to do any of that. Just notice. Just notice what you're feeling. Notice what you want to feel. And behavior change gets you to the next thing you want to think or feel. So like I said at the top, thoughts or feelings, and as I've said in the multiple podcasts, thoughts or feelings are not things that you are manifesting. You're kind of recycling them. Think of it as like a fountain system. It's the same water. It's the same stuff. You're sort of just rearranging it. You're organizing it in your head and you're reworking it to, you know, to, to make something of it. But after a while, if you need a new kind of thought or feeling, if all you're experiencing is pain, then that means you need access to new things. That means that usually means there's, there's a behavior change. That means you need to go somewhere different. Maybe you need to try to get better sleep. Maybe you need to drink more water. Maybe you need to exercise. Maybe you need to get off of social media, stop doom scrolling. Maybe there's, there's something you can do. There's always something you can do to start to create a cascade effect to bring more joy into your life. So it's a twofold thing. Cultivate joy, bring joy in, and also get rid of some of the behaviors that are bringing all of these difficult emotions in. Because the world itself is already big enough. We don't need to make it worse on ourselves. It's already difficult. It's already a big challenge. It's already a lot to deal with. We don't need to be inundated with the negative all the time. You can mute people. You can block people. You can delete your apps off of your phone. You can put your phone on, across the room uh, so that you're not looking at your phone first thing in the morning once you get out of bed. Uh, you're getting into a ritual, and you're doing self-care routines. You're taking care of yourself. You're dressing your environment with color, with light, with shape, with um, abundance, with harmony, with things that are going to bring you joy, and that you're deliberately accessing joy. And you're not just stuck in these negative, difficult routines all the time. So... I think you get the point. I think you get the idea at this point. 
you know, it is up to you to make the behavior change to start to cultivate joy. And there's going to be resistance. You're going to feel like, you know, why should I feel joy when everyone else is feeling pain? It starts with you. Individuals lead to collective change. If you are able to individually cultivate joy for yourself and be in a better, clearer headspace to actually put your energy into the positive things that you want to make in your life, then you'll be able to do much bigger, better things for yourself. So there's more to it, and that's what this webinar is going to end up being about. So uh, the best way to know about that is if you go in the show notes in, the, in our podcast, you can go down to... Um, a car just pulled up next to me and started making noise. <laughs> you can go down to our show notes, uh, go to our website at dopamine.life or click in the link in the show notes to join our email list. And then from there, you'll be able to get updates for when uh, some of this stuff will start to come about. Even this topic is something I sent an email about recently, and you'll get some of my early thoughts about this stuff. And um, when there's webinars, when there's specific you know, premium behind the scenes things, uh, you'll get first access to that. So if you've liked this podcast episode, leave a rating and review, then go to dopamine.life, sign up for our email list, or go sign up for a profiling session if you need help figuring out your personality type. And we also offer one-on-one consulting and coaching around your personality type or creative expression. Any of these difficult topics that you're struggling with, anything you've come across in the podcast that you need help with, you know, uh, I'm here for you. So just reach out. Uh, at our website and yeah we'll go from there so with all of that said i'm gonna go put on some safe ferris and go to the grocery store go find some stuff for molly and then be able to uh you know just just try to mind my own business i guess (laughs) for a little while and uh you know find find joy where i can and express myself where i can um yeah so that's it there's there's more there's always more but uh i'm gonna wrap it up for now so with all that said i appreciate you guys take care of yourselves and each other take care of yourself you i'm trying to talk to one person uh more um take care of yourself and your family and friends and everyone that surrounds you and your environment and uh i'll catch you next time on dopamine see ya this has been a c-note media production (laughs) 